Welcome to a Christmas bonus edition of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Brian Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the Grinch who tried to steal our Christmas. <laughs> At the end of the day, despite our efforts, despite trying to be a good person and doing the right thing, people just kind of do shitty things to you. And I want to kind of go into that a little bit. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is that um, energy is intention. And we're trying to prove that on this show, that when you put out the right attitude, when you put out the right energy, when your intentions are good, the net gains, the net sum of your actions is where you derive the meaning and purpose and value to your life. It's that sum goodness, the totality of being a good person that will reward you over time. But that doesn't mean that we don't get irritated, that we don't get cranky, that we don't sometimes get discouraged in life. All it means, though, is that when you do the right things, life has a tendency to do the right things for you. So we're going to go into a story about somebody who kind of burned me. No big deal. It all ended fine. But I want to talk about energy is intention. And then we're going to go into the Christmas spirit. We're going to talk about what Christmas means to us. At the end of the day, it's hard building a brand, boy. There are a whole bunch of people out there that couldn't give one crap if you died or lived or what. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we're here to help good people. We're here to build an audience and an empath tribe of people with who are conscientious, who are good people, and who are quality people. That's what this is about, and it's what it's always been about, frankly. We try to talk about life and the world's problems in a way that we don't sugarcoat it, but uh, at the end of the day, how do we process all the negativity in this world and still remain an agent of good, of decency, of kindness, of balance? That's what we're trying to do. Do look for our YouTube channel, Chef Right Comedy, coming in January or February at the latest. And if you want to help out the cause, come on over to Linktree forward slash Chef Right Comedy. Thank you for your friendship and let's begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today I've got my wonderful, beautiful co-host, the best of the best. Her name is Rebecca Russell. She's my wife. She's my friend. She's my partner in crime. When we crime. Do we crime? I don't think so, no. Uh, (laughs) Rebecca Russell, please say hello to the folks. Hi. Hi. So today, this is a this is going to be a Christmas bonus episode. So thank you for joining me, babe. Uh, so you guys, I wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, first of all, um, there's something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago that I feel like I need to just get off my chest. And in a way, I don't think this would really harm anybody else but i want to just talk about it just in case you run into this person um something happened to me a couple weeks ago let me just explain so i have a friend that i consider a podcast friend um i'm not gonna out him because i don't know the legal ramifications of it he did intentionally burn me for money um He's somebody that I'll refer to as KB. Uh, I interviewed him in season one, and he is a podcast friend. He's a friend of the show, or he was. And he came to me about 10 o'clock at night. He lives uh, on the East Coast, and um, 
he lives in the eastern time zone rather Mm -hmm. and he was like hey you know um i'm two hours from home and i have two flat tires could i borrow fifty dollars i'll pay you when i get home and i have no reason to distrust him at all because we've been friends ever since season one you know he's i've i've taken a special interest in his career as a comedian I've taken a special interest in him as a podcaster and a talent because, uh, frankly, I like the kid, you know. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, how much do you need? And he's like, well, I need I need uh, 40 bucks. Well, then I go, okay, no problem. Then he sends me the request on cash, the cash app, and uh, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, all right, you, you didn't tell me that, but okay, fine, sh- fair enough, you know. He tells me he's going to pay me back 50 if I give him 40. So I'm like, all right. So I figured, well, if maybe he'll pay me back 60 if I give him 50. I don't know. I didn't care. I was just like, it's it's a friend. Here you go, KB. Uh, no problem. You know, so I, I gave it to him. And um, the next day, you know, he tells me he's going to pay me as soon as he gets home, which by then it was late at night. I had no problems with him waiting till he slapped and all that. And and so the, the next evening, I, I get a hold of him. And I was like, uh, did you get home safe? Everything okay? Yeah, yeah. He tells me some story about how his girlfriend is uh, sleeping, but I, I stayed up all night because I had things to do. I'm like, okay. Now, I don't think he has an actual job other than being a comedian and selling his, you know, public image, you know? And so I was like, well, whatever, you know, I, I passed it off. Like, eh, he's young. Maybe he's just, you know, full of vigor or whatever. And so to make a long story short, he ghosted me for an entire week. I, I didn't get a hold of him and uh, I couldn't get a hold of him. And when I did get a hold of him, he wouldn't listen to my messages. He would, And, and even when I would ask, hey, you know, are you going to pay me back? He would just sort of ghost me. He would just pretend like he, I, he didn't hear that part, you know? And so... Uh, finally, I was like, geez, Louise, you know. And didn't he say his grandma died or something, too? Yeah. In the so, midst of all of so, it. So I finally get a hold of him at the end of the week on a Friday. And he tells me, oh, well, I'm just all broken up because my grandma died and I'm not much good to anybody right now. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And I, I, I was like, I don't know how this is relevant to you owing me money, but okay, you you need some time to heal. Great. No problem. Uh, the whole weekend passes, I can't get a hold of him, and all I'm trying to do is ask is, are you okay? Is everything all right? I was just feeling like he was all over the place, and I can't tell whether he's ADD or if he's got mental health problems or if there's something more nefarious going on. I can't tell what's going on, so I'm just asking, hey, is everything all right? And when he does finally get a hold of me, I'm just like... So, you're going to, you know, uh, honor the agreement, you know? Anyways, make a long story short, I find, I just come to the conclusion that he's, he's ghosting me, that he's not going to pay me back. And he got me kind of upset. And so, um, one night, this is a week later, it's a Monday evening, by the way, an entire week has passed since he borrowed the money. <clears throat> and I see him live streaming on Instagram. And by then, I've already blocked him because I already know he's, you know, because I talked to a podcast buddy who'd also had a bad experience with him. And I was like, he's like, don't trust him. He's not, he's not legit. And I'm like, okay. 
So I, I see him there, and he's got these two people. He's it's and then, and you got to understand this is four o'clock in the morning his time. It's one o'clock in the morning our time, West Coast time. And uh, just describe the people he was with. I don't want to be uh, impolite. Uh. Bottom feeders yeah. is what I believe I call them. Bags. Yeah. They look like tweakers. Not classy people. They're, they look like drug addicts. Yeah. And so I'm listening for a little bit, them banter on, and I can just tell that he's in this drugged out stupor. Yeah. He's a drugged was, out stupor. It was bad. And and I was like, so finally I'm like, fuck it. You know, so I wrote him, I'm like, where's my money, motherfucker? You know? <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to play it off. He sees, oh, somebody's like, oh, who's 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 surviving empathy podcast? And and then he's like trying to say, oh, he's like, he he all but admits right there on a live feed that he ghosted me, that he intentionally screwed me over. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, well, no, he straight up <clears throat> said like something I couldn't understand him. He was mumbling so badly, mm-hmm. but something along the lines of, oh, I don't even feel bad that I stole from this guy now. <laughs> like, straight up something like that. Like, yeah. it was literally just... Yeah, yeah. and you could just tell from it. his attitude that he just had no remorse, that he had absolutely no intention of paying me back. If I had to guess, and I hate being this cynical, but if I had to guess, I'll bet you he's got addicted to t- crank or something. Meth. Why else would you be up all the time? Talking your little fool head off. Like that, and and just that yeah. space brain that you can tell tweakers they have a space brain. They're so you think they would they would be all twitchy, and sometimes they are. But when they get overly twitched out, they get slow. They get really low and slow and mumbly, like he was acting. Anyways, I was just yeah. kind of fucking with him on there. I'm like, well, just pay me back, dude, and we're even. Fuck, you know. And then he's just ma- trying to mock me. He's trying to make a joke out of it on a live feed, and then all of a sudden the feed goes dead. Poof. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the the one guy was like in the middle of talking, yeah, and it just went dead. It just went like, dead, yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck are these people doing? I mean, the whole point of being a, a comedian or being a public figure is to put out good work, and all he seems to be doing is just recording videos of him and his drug friends acting like idiots. Yeah. Speak on that. Well, yeah, I mean, if <clears throat> if he's serious about his career, if he booked a comedy set somewhere yeah. and that person saw that live feed yeah he'd be toast well yeah and i just don't it understand was... why he would keep that up why would you yeah. keep that up no, as as one of your it just you know i haven't talked to him in about eight nine months but i don't talk to a lot of people in eight nine months and we're still good you know yeah. good in the hood and uh my loyalty is for life you know and uh, I just had no reason to distrust him. And uh, and now I'm just feeling all jaded and burnt and cynical about life. And um, and I had to just sort of give it to the universe and go, okay, well, that's his decision. And at the end of the day, I mean, I, I not only lost 50 bucks, but I also lost a friend. And, and it just made me feel yeah. bad, you no, know. It, was, it hurt. It, it did, because... He he seemed like one of the good ones. I thought so. I thought he was. There was something special about him, and I was trying to celebrate that with him. I honestly, I was trying to help him uh, get his career up, and uh, and then I go onto his YouTube. He's got thirty nine thousand subscribers, and I'm like, bots. He's only got like a hundred to two hundred views, depending on the video. I'm like, if you had thirty nine thousand subscribers, there's no fucking way you would only have a hundred views. Yeah. So I know he's he bought bots. And it just, and now I'm just starting to feel like even 
what we think are the good ones, we 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 put our energy, we put this cloak of of energy around those people that we love and care about. We kind of protect them and and help them and guide them, right? And you think you've got this like kinship with this person. You've got this sort of simpatico. And then you turn to find out that this whole eight months he's just been doing I and, and I'm I'm only speculating. I can't I can't I don't know for sure if he's on drugs, but that's what it acts that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean why else would he have lost his soul, lost his goddamn mind and burnt one of his good friends who's trying to help him, who's trying Two to build him. Yeah, he did yeah. it to the other guy too. Yeah. And I don't want to out anybody, but yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, it, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, we can't kill free will. Free will is free will. And even though you try to find the right people and put the right people in your life, at the end of the day, um, the wrong ones are going to get through. And it almost seems like there's a pattern now. Ever since I became a public figure, I've tried to do what's right for women. I've tried to do what's right for my friends and their career. And at the end of the day, I mean, look at all the falling outs we've had. I mean, it's starting to be a pattern. And I'm like, what in, in the earth did I do to deserve this? Speak on that. It, it's just weird. People are weird. And I don't know. It's <clears throat> yeah. I don't understand it because I'm not that kind of person. So I yeah. just don't get it. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, am I a perfect person? No, but I'm also not a criminal. I'm also one of the good ones. I am, you know. Literally, this whole show is about energy and intention. I want to speak on that a little bit later. Uh, I have something planned for that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about uh, just being a good person and putting out good vibes and good energy and and doing the right thing for the world, for people, and uh, letting the chips fall where they may. And that's the problem is that, yeah, we always assume that if our energy is good, if our attitude is good, if our if we're being positive and we're being sincere, that only good things can happen. And then we start to find out that bad things still happen. And it kind of, I don't know, it screws with your mental health. It screws with this idea that you thought you had things figured out. And then you get this rush of energy of, of, of knowing that the world is much more uh, selfish and and. and mean-spirited and jaded than than you previously had hoped you know but then you had another friend who yeah gave us the money yeah so i spoke Mm -hmm. about it on facebook and uh and uh one day my one of my friends her name is kelly uh she goes hey uh what's your you have do you have a paypal or something i'm like yeah you know and here it is and she's like oh okay i'm like why what you know what's it for and you know she's like don't worry about it (laughs) and uh she sent me 50 bucks back she's like i'm sorry your friend skunked you (laughs) and i was like oh dear thank you thank you so not only did i get my money back from a dear friend and i thank you kelly you are the fucking best of the best she's such a class act i love her yeah and that's what i mean is i'm trying to run this whole show classy straight up being genuine and real and um if I get a little wholesome sometimes, it's only because I see a world in disrepair, you know? Yeah, try to be the opposite of what you see. And yeah. It's, it, it's hard and it doesn't pay off sometimes, but... Right, right. Well, yeah, you kind of have to take a chance on people and sometimes it doesn't always pay out. Yeah. But, so it's just a damn shame, you know? And um, so I've since blocked him. I've since blocked who I think were those two scary 
scuzz bags that he was with that night. And um, and I've given it to the universe. Now, all that being said, you know, the days after that, I've gotten kind of used to being a public figure in the sense that there's always going to be some creep coming out of the woodwork to say something nasty for no good reason at all. And so, yeah, you have to learn to thicken your skin. Um, I just refuse to turn into a bad person because the world is bad or because people are bad. But speak on that because it it gets so easy to want to just go bad, break bad, you know. It it gets so frustrating and it's easy to just say and think that everyone is that way and everybody's bad and everybody's without morals and it's easy to just kind of paint a broad brush and cover everybody with that but it's not and you have to try to think that way but it's hard yeah well and i think at the end of the day what you have to realize is that there's a certain percentage that you're never going to reach there's a certain percentage that they're young they're learning they're growing they have free will and so they're going to do things that aren't in accordance to your Values. So at the end of the day, does that mean that the entire world lacks values? No. But I wanted to speak on how I felt the days after that. So I put all that to rest. I put it all to bed. And then I started just getting a lot of headaches because of this time of year. And then I started feeling this feeling. And and the only way I can describe it is this. So I have it written here. The uh, wealthy YouTubers versus homeless vets. Now, that's just a way to remind myself about the topic. But but what it boils down to, you guys, is that I was watching, you know, I've really gotten into that Guga Foods lately. He's so much fun. He's this Brazilian cook, and he's a lot of fun. He does a lot of steaks and smash burgers and experiments with dry ages and all that. And it's just, for as a chef, it's really fun for me. And uh, he did an episode where he did, um, he was trying to replicate his version of Mr. Beast Burger, and I, if you don't know, there's a very famous wealthy YouTuber named Mr. Beast. Now, I have nothing against the guy because he seems like he does a lot of charity work, helps a lot of people because he's got a lot of money. But he started this restaurant called, you know, Mr. Beast Burger in, mm-hmm. in his home area in North Carolina. And, uh, and um, you know, so, so Google was trying to replicate all those burgers, his style, his version of that burger. And then um, I just, I, I paused the video and I just felt like, good grief. No wonder nobody wants to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or a teacher anymore because everybody ha- is learning in our culture that all you got to do is fuck around on the internet and get rich. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'm trying to be a podcaster and YouTuber too, but... But I'm doing it from a place of, I have a partial disability, I've worked 35 years, and I want this to be a resource for empaths and for mental health and for to help people, to help people feel good in this world and to understand the clarity in, 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 in topsy-turvy times, you know. Um, so, so I don't begrudge people for being YouTubers. I don't begrudge people for, you know, just wanting to do something fun with their life that that part i understand because i want to do it too um but will you speak about the difference between what we're trying to do and the fact is is that it just the the world is filling up with people that don't want to work they just want to play and i get that but at the end of the day where do you draw the line in terms of who's valid and who's not I don't know. I mean, I don't blame people for not wanting to go do regular jobs because I do one and it sucks ass. So, 
if there was a way that I could not do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame people for not wanting to well, go that route. I think the YouTubers that make it and the podcasters that make it are the ones who have to learn that growth takes time. There's a moral and internal consistency of putting out videos, putting out podcasts, episodes, etc., and putting out good work. And I think we've established ourselves as that in the podcast world. Now, will that translate into YouTube world? I don't know. But the whole thing about the YouTube is I just want to be more accessible for people. I want there to be short-form videos and uh, just stuff that we can start addressing the paranormal more. Because this show has become so uh, so... Our priority is about mental health, and our priority is about helping empaths and sensitives. And so the whole paranormal stuff is, yes, I'm, I am an avid, you know, I'm avidly interested in the paranormal, and I would consider myself somewhat of an expert. But at the end of the day, um, there's only so much we can contribute if we're not out there actually doing yeah. ghost hunts. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I wanted to do reviews of ghost television shows on Discovery Plus and other places, just so people can understand uh, from from a point of view of an empath and a, and a person with a long background in the paranormal field, uh, is this doing something for the field? Is this benefiting the ghost hunting world in, in terms of are we... Are they putting out episodes that are worthy? Are they are they doing things that we're learning new things about the phenomenon? And are they legit? Are they doing good work? Or are they just kind of clowning? You know, at the end of the day, I want to know whether or not people are contributing to the field in a real way, or are they just sort of jumping on the bandwagon? And so we're going to have a bunch of criteria talking about that, because I want to contribute to the field in a way that the field deserves you know at the end of the day we want to get to the truth of whether or not ghosts are real not just earn ourselves a hundred thousand downloads like casper sites doing doing reaction videos now i don't think he gives a fuck one way or the other whether it's real he's 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 you know he's at a point where he's going to do videos one way or the other and he's going to get reactions and he's built a large following and i i like the guy i think he's a good person but damn i'll be damned if i don't get a little bit uh, concerned about the 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 integrity in in the youtubing world you, you know what i'm saying yeah it's definitely understandable feels dog eat dog and i just don't is. want to become yeah. a part of that you yeah. know i know so. and it's just it's up to people to be discerning about what they watch and pay attention well to you're and, talking about a lot of 14 year olds and yeah, kids and stuff they don't know any fucking better and they don't care furthermore yeah. so at the end of the day we do seem to launch sometimes the wrong people into stardom and fame and i'm not saying he's not worthy i think he's a good man i, I like him but but um and it's not i'm not coming from a place of i haven't made it so therefore i'm jealous no i just i want in i want to prove the theory that energy is intention right at the end of the day mm-hmm. i went into this with the sole knowledge that when my energy is right when i come correct that i will win the f- people over that i will win the fruits of my hard work you know and so at the end of the day um i'm testing that theory all the time but every once in a while i'm like hmm I've been putting out good energy, but a lot of bad stuff is happening. And so speak on that because we want to believe, I mean, my energy is intention is sort of like a religious person's let Jesus take the wheel 
in the sense that you just let things fall as they may and have faith beyond faith and that good things will happen over time because you've aligned yourself with Jesus Christ. Except in my version, it's more to do with your intentions. When your energy is right, when you come correct, when you're doing the right things and you work hard towards something, uh, that is a sense of internal integrity, internal uh, consistency. And so speak on that. What do you think the difference is between uh, ourself and the religious let the Jesus take the wheel folks and those who maybe lack a little bit of moral integrity? Well, I think it's basically the the same thing as the Jesus take the wheel thing without an actual figurehead. It's just kind right, of right. what you put out is what you look back. And you just, it's hard to not be discouraged by the fact that things don't always come back right away. Yeah. It's not always it. like instant. It's, it's not instant karma. Yeah. It's long term. Mm-hmm. It's cumulative. And at the yeah. end of the day, we don't do good things for instant success or instant reward we do yeah. it because it's the right thing i i think i've told this story before but i was i was in the ems academy back in um 2010 maybe <laughs> and like uh, yeah. yeah and uh it was in santa maria california and it was a military style academy for emts and I was walking back from lunch, and I saw a bag on the ground, and I picked it up, and I threw it in the trash. No big deal. And we went to class. And then my teacher says, I need uh, some of y'all to uh, come up here. And so it was me and three others. And they're like, what do you guys think about these people's integrity? You know, and they're like, eh, we had a little talk. And then afterward, he says, he goes, well, which one of you do you think I watched with binoculars pick up a bag. Nobody was there. He didn't have to, but he picked up the bag and he threw it in the trash while the rest of you did nothing. Who do you think it was? And everybody pointed to me. And I was like, yeah, guilty, guilty as charged. <laughs> Cause I'm just a little bit of a goody two shoe, you know? Yeah. Um, not entirely. I'm not, I'm not a prude though. I'm not a sexual prude. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a criminal, but I, I just mean to say that, uh, I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> you know. Tuka, 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 tuka. Uh, okay. Austin Powers reference. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I consider myself in the know. I'm not I'm not a goody two-shoe per se. But, yeah, if I have the opportunity to do the right thing, I'm going to. Whether or not that's paid off in my life financially or not, I don't think so. But I do feel like I sleep better at night when I do the right thing. Talk about moral or ethical integrity and what it means to you without it being this goody two-shoe thing yeah well some people don't have it yeah and i think like you and me it's just kind of baked in it's how we were raised that you just do good things because that's what you do you don't do it for reward or for recognition it's just kind of Right. Just to be a good person. And- well, yeah. And, and as this show began to take shape, uh, there's been episodes where I'm like pleading, please help me out. Help us out financially. And it just doesn't come. You're like, all right, well, whatever. And, and so I had to learn not to take it out on folks because folks out there are struggling. Yeah. Folks out there are not being necessarily guided by the right influences and that's why i do episodes on influencers who have the wrong idea about things like i was reading something the other day it's like 
wealth influences and it's like men should do all these things it's like you should be working out four times a week at least blah 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 and all these things that you have to do to be a wealthy successful like gq man right i'm like shut up (laughs) you know shut up like speak on that i mean what is it nowadays with all the might makes right i'm buff therefore i'm correct gq shallowness i mean I was talking about that with the new music today. Like, everybody acts wounded and, oh, oh, I'm so hurt. I'm so emotional. I'm so emo. And then, but then they act kind of soulless. They act kind of like emotionless. Like, there's nothing that's real. It all feels like it's sort of like a, woe is me. I'm so sensitive. Pity party. So make me a famous rapper. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain. But I, I just mean to say that, they're trying to be more soulful, but it comes off to old school folks like us as less soulful. And I don't mean to criticize if you're into that, hey, but as the reason why I can't get into the new stuff is because it feels soulless. Speak on that, please. Well, it does. Not just the music, but the <laughs> yeah, culture no. well, today. It's always the culture, been, it's you know. always been that way. There's yeah. always been superficiality and, you know, like women's magazines and modeling and it's just always been that way so it's nothing yeah. new it's right just, it's the new norm it's mm-hmm. the new version 2.0 and there's always going to be people yeah. that are attracted to mm. that and lured in by that and yeah it's just kind of there and you just have to yeah ignore but it because- do you feel though that you know like are we going to become a better culture and society? Or are we just going to continually get worse and worse and worse until the shit hits the fan and then Putin nukes us and that's the end? Or, or is there going to, is there, is there something fruitful to look forward to in terms of the morality, the ethics of our society? I mean, I want to believe that energy is intention that if I let Jesus take the wheel, so to speak, uh, he will guide us to salvation. I'm not religious, but my my version of that, the non-religious version of that, is do the right thing, and the right things will be done unto you. Do you think yeah. that's accurate? I think there's about a 50-50 chance right now. I mean, so flip the coin. <laughs> right. I, honest, I really don't. I, I have no clue, because I could see it going either way. Well, I was talking I mean, one time, way back when I was working at the Army base, and there was this guy that we became friends. He was an office guy. I worked out in the field which is a fancy word for motor pool. And um, he he was a Christian. He was, you know, very Christian. And, and he was like, you know, you're a good guy. And all, all this stuff. Oh, thanks. And, and I was just telling him, you know, in those days, I was more agnostic than atheist. But I was just kind of like, I said, I, I've, I've tried religion for a long, long time. And uh, it just never takes because I just keep running into shitty people, shitty jobs, shitty things. If this whole world is being guided by this overseer this supernatural force why on earth is everything always so terrible and he says to me well because god can't change free will and, and so we had to talk about that yeah and i was like oh okay yeah i was like why not <laughs> you know and he's like well because he's given us the ability to figure it out for ourselves so at the end of the day god can only intervene and under certain circumstances and i'm like well isn't that convenient you know because Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like he's not there at all imagine that but i didn't want to disrespect him i think he's a really good man he is guided by his principles and so i respect him nonetheless and 
And that's what I mean is I don't care if you're Christian or not. If you're a good person, you're a good person, and I'm going to value you because you're a special person. The end, you know. But it, but what my point is, is that at the end of the day, it does feel like there's a whole lot of free will uh, shaping this world for the for the worse. And yeah, and yet I'm trying to be a force of positivity and hope. Um, speak on that. How do we keep our positivity and hope despite there being a whole lot of free will fucking around? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I don't. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. you can't. It's too difficult sometimes. Well, teach people how you go through the process of getting back to good from that place of cynicism. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a, a conscious thing, but I think yeah. what just usually happens is just through the normal course of things good things happen. You run across good people. You have good interactions. And yeah. that just kind of slowly builds it back up And it up slowly again builds and, up again over mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and it's slow, but yeah. it happens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because since then, I've I've gained other friends from other areas. I, I have other... I've had a couple falling outs from social media. I've had a couple falling outs with my real friends in real life, and I've had a couple falling outs from, frankly, fellow podcasters and comedians, right? But at the end of the day, I've gained a whole lot more friends than I've lost in terms of the net gains. And and my show is doing, I think it's reaching an audience. And so I'm trying to continually put out good work and good ethical standards so that people see that um, we should be rewarding those who are coming correct you know that when we don't come correct and that's the thing about mr beast he's a gozillionaire now but i can't hardly blame the guy he's the nicest fucking dude on the planet i i'm like i went over it one time when i wanted to figure out who's this mr beast fellow you know and i clicked on it and i'm like charity 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 i'm like I like this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so some mm-hmm. people are worthy of success. And so I'm like, good, more power to you. You know, I'm not jealous of people when especially they're famous for being a good person. That's cool in the gang, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you see shitheads like KB go on 39,000 subscribers to YouTube and all you do is sit in your living room, smoke cigarettes and do drugs. Fuck that guy with a stolen dick, you know? Yeah. Good grief. Well, as you know, they're not real followers, so it doesn't... Right. It doesn't it's not going to add up to not, anything. Yeah. Right, right. No. But at the end of the day, it does discourage you in the moment, does, though. yeah. You know? But then once you realize what the truth of it is, then, okay, it's kind of a little more pitiful than anything else. Yeah, exactly. So. But just to kind of wrap up, because I want this energy as intention thing to... Take hold in this universe, so to speak. I'm trying to spread the word, the good cheer, if you will. Spread the good vibes. I'm trying to create an attitude and vibe of of laughter, of positivity, of family and festivity and friendship and hope. And really, it's about, you know, I hate to be hokey, but it's about food, folks, and fun. You know, I love food, folks, and fun. When You know, McDonald's uses it as a cheap gimmick, but in real life... The whole reason I went to culinary school is because one day I wanted to own a restaurant where people walked in kind of like, you know, cheers went, Norm! Yeah. Except it's Bry, <laughs> you know? I just had this idea that I could take care of people and that people would come and I, I would be sort of a, a, a cantina in a, in a dry oasis, if you will, you know, in a desert mm-hmm. oasis that I was the, I was a beacon of hope and cheerfulness, you know? But at the end of the day, I have real depression i have real 
reasons to feel forlorn in this life and grief stricken. And so at the end of the day, I'm constantly trying to maintain a homeostasis of positivity. Um, but sometimes it gets really hard, you know? Yeah. It no question. Just- does. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it absolutely does. Yeah. But then um, I don't even know if I had told you this, but you have things happen. Like last week I was cashiering for a little while and twice within like a, a one hour period. One person, like she didn't have the right form of payment because we don't take credit cards. Yeah. And she had like a hundred and twenty something dollar bill. The guy, the woman behind her, I'll pay for it. And we've and seen that happened, a number of it times. It happened up twice here. in that same day. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. So remember you that, see things like that. And yeah. That, remember that one time when we were at Costco when we first moved to Portland? We, we went to Costco and some dude paid for a lady's stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I think he did it because she was slowing down things and he was in a hurry. <laughs> But still, but, yeah. mm-hmm. his heart was in the right place. Yeah. And and I've had situations where, hey, those people in front of you at Starbucks paid for your coffees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, right on. And and we've yeah. done it a couple of mm-hmm. times. And yeah. so at the end of the day, I do believe in paying it forward. Yeah. And I just, I guess I just wish that that could be a, a bigger thing, that we all paid it forward, that we all work together. I've got this socialist heart if you will yeah and i I don't mean that we should you know people think socialism is this weird yucky thing all i mean to say is is that we communal we should have a sense of community because what's happening in our culture and society today is the vast majority of us uh, have had to relent to the corporate agenda get a job and and shut the fuck up and know your place and that is that, and it's harder and harder to find, you know, promotions, it's harder and harder to find um, better positions, it's harder and harder to climb the ladder, and it's harder and harder to get better pay. And so at the end of the day, it feels like a lot of people are taking their life into their own hands, becoming whatever, whether it be Instagram models, comedians, podcasters. And while I do feel like there is a, it's like, I, I, I'm doing it too, so I can't really speak ill of it but i just don't think that everybody's really all together in terms of their they're they're not they don't have a good work ethic they don't have values they don't have ethical consistency and so at the end of the day i i just see a lot of people swinging for the fences but i'm like you know i watch some youtubers doing well and i'm like they deserve it and i see some that i'm like eh I don't like these people. Like, yeah, they just and, come off shallow and vain, you know. And they're gonna appeal to some people and mm. get success because of that. And who knows how long it'll last? Yeah, and that's you know, you just can't worry yeah. about other people and what they're doing. Do you feel like since we're a growing brand, do you feel like that when we see the 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 gaggles the millions of people all trying to do what we're doing in terms of building a brand and helping people do you feel like we have any kind of advantage or do you feel discouraged just by the sheer number of people out there doing it frankly a little bit of both yeah i think you know just because of our age and experience we have a little bit of an advantage because we kind of we've experienced things and we can speak through that and because of that and kind of maybe help people with things. Well, I guess I'm afraid that once I show my face on a camera, I'm not going to be buff enough. I'm not going to be jacked enough. I'm not going to be shredded enough. I'm not going to be handsome enough. And I'm going to be too old for all these young people. Speak on that. Well, those aren't the ones that 
will appeal to. You know, that's and a good that's point. Okay. Because I was watch I'm watching a bunch of videos about how to build a YouTube channel because I'm trying it's not that I don't know how. I know how to edit video. I know how to yeah, do everything. Any little bit. But helps. I'm trying right. I'm just trying to figure out uh, how to f- find your niche, grow your niche and then make it bit better, you know. But the one of these YouTube experts, so to speak, uh, <laughs> says to me, or says to me, like we're having <laughs> we're a one-off. Just <laughs> yeah, to you. We were just talking hey, to bye. me. I felt like he was just talking to me, but no. But he he said, you know that. Um, anyways, he was saying that um, when you go to ask for subscriptions, that you don't necessarily have to do it in the first thirty seconds of the video. That there's gonna be the good kind of followers and there's going to be the bad kind of followers and that if somebody doesn't watch your video for more than 30 seconds in other words doesn't give you a chance then you don't want those people anyway so he's saying that there's a quality of subscription that you want subscribers who you know frankly know you and like you and support you and then there's going to be those who are just either casual doesn't necessarily mean that they're nefarious or that they're against you, but that you have to watch out not only for the number of subscribers, but you got to look out for the quality of subscribers. And when I'm building my empath tribe, I'm hoping that we can attract the kind of people who don't, uh, for, for lack of better words, judge us solely on mm-hmm. our physicality and can uh, understand who we are as people and what we're trying to do here. At the end of the day, I do feel like this is a spiritual passion project that I felt compelled to do spiritually. Um, while I am an atheist, I am a spiritual per- person, and I do believe energy is intention. And when you put your energy in the right places and do the right things all the time, long enough, you eventually come out the other end a better person and with better fruits of your labor so um it was really nice to hear him say that because i was like yeah you don't it's not you know you don't want just a bunch of subscribers if they're just judgy or not high quality people Mm -hmm. you know and it it was kind of refreshing because at the end of the day i feel like the world is getting more selfish and shallow and so i'm like do i have a choice i feel like there's a part of me that feels like i have to appeal to the clickbaity shallowness of society and that's just not who we are speak on that yeah well no it's Mm. not so we don't need to appeal to that because yeah that's not our audience that's not who we want following us or interacting with us anyway so just even if it's a lesser amount of people that's fine it's i would rather have a hundred quality people than Mm -hmm. ten thousand bad low quality yep yeah i think there's a kitty at the door i think so (laughs) hold on you guys But before we move on, I just wanted to really get people, if you're new to the show, or if you've been with the show a long time, uh, perhaps you can um, benefit from this too. But I really want to nail down what we're about and what energy is intention is in your own words. Please tell, tell the folks what energy is intention means in a way that's appreciable in the real world. I think it just means that you, you put out good energy you put out positive energy and that kind of advertises your intent and it kind of guides you into the acting the correct way and doing the correct things and putting the right stuff out there right right let me points to how everything's going to happen and sure well let me ask you this because occasionally we trash talk not Mm -hmm. a lot 
Yeah. Just for health reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> mental yeah. health purposes. Yeah. And occasionally I'll go dark and say something real or negative mm-hmm. just to show that we're human, that yeah. we're not, you know, because I want this to be very transparent and open and honest. And so I, I say things that public figures, frankly, aren't allowed to say because I don't like I'm too old to give a shit, you know. And so I'm at a point, though, where do you feel like that somehow was a negative energy alignment and therefore I'm getting negative back like KB or someone? Not really. I don't think so, because it's it's more surface level and it's just getting stuff off your chest rather than coming at it as who you are. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to destroy anybody. Yeah. Mm hmm. So I don't think that I didn't out anyone. Mm -hmm. If it outed him, he deserves it. But I didn't want to be explicit about it because I want him to learn and grow and become a better person. And hopefully one day he realizes, wow, why did I, you know, bite the hand that feeds? I mean, I was trying to help him launch his career. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it just felt like good grief, dude. Yeah, and we're only human, so, you know, there's going to be some negativity that seeps in, but it's not the core of who you are and what you are, so I don't think it has really an effect on things. Yeah, well, I guess sometimes I'm afraid that because I'm building a brand about positivity and good mental health, that we're not allowed to talk about negative things. Speak on that. Well, we're human, so I don't agree with that. Well, yeah, no, (laughs) well, I do it. Knowing that we're a positive brand and we're trying to promote good mental health and robust living. and uh, But I want people to understand that good mental health and robust living doesn't come just from tricking your brain once in a while. It comes from... It comes from planting a seed of goodness and then harvesting that goodness over time. In other words, you're continually growing a garden of goodness through your actions and intentions. And over time, yes, you'll still get weeds in your garden, but there's a whole bunch more of fruits than there are weeds. And and, mm-hmm. and that's the cumulative effect of energy is intention. Yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. um, real quick, I wanted to go into mental health real quick. I want to talk about uh, what's changes coming down the pike, not only for the show, um, but I wanted to first talk about your changes coming down the pike at your job and how you're dealing with it. Go ahead and set that up. Yeah. Well, for what, three years now, I've had a schedule of one thirty to 10, mm-hmm. four days a week. Yeah. And as of yesterday, they pulled me into the office to tell me that the hours for the customer service were changing completely from 8 a.m., they used to be 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. They're going to be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Which means customer service is going to be one shift, not two shifts throughout the day. Right, and right. So it just means I'm going to have to get up a little earlier, which luckily it's not 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Yeah. It's 1030. So That's it's not terrible. It's, it's and we're only, we're only two miles from where you right, work. Exactly. So, yeah, and it's, it'll be it's nice. Doable. I think it'll be nice getting off at 7 yeah. Instead of 10, so I'll have more of an evening. Well, especially and- in the Pacific Northwest in the summer, we don't get darkness mm-hmm. until maybe 10 o'clock. Yeah. You're gonna, it's going to feel like midday for you getting yeah, off it in is. the summer. And, it'll be nice. And honestly, and I know this is why they're doing it, the last few hours, I really don't do much. There's not cus- there's not many customers. Yeah. So it'll 
I'll be more busy throughout the day and it'll go faster, I think, than having the last couple hours that lag because there's right. not really much well, to yeah. do. And I mean, you know, from a business standpoint, a lot of times I don't side with corporations because they yeah. make awful decisions. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I understand their sense. need because mm-hmm. not a lot of people come 8, 9, 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Not a lot of people come 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So why can't we just scrunch it into one shift? Right. And and not only that, you know, I was t- saying that, that you, maybe you didn't think about it this way, but it actually makes you more um, valuable to the company because the fewer people doing your job uh, the more valuable you become. The fewer people yeah. trained at your job, the more valuable you become. And that's yeah. sort of what was my problem during COVID is that you were gone for, what, four months? Mm-hmm. And I was afraid someone else was going to get trained in your job. And then somehow that was going to, over yeah. time, sort of you lose sort of uh, all the benefits mm-hmm. of being customer service and being sort of yeah. a quasi-supervisor. Which I didn't because <clears throat> yesterday when manager was talking to me about it he literally said like you are my main customer service person so yeah and i'm just gonna have to my days off will be one one different instead of tuesday wednesday thursday oh yeah thursday it'll be monday tuesday wednesday which is fine and i'll still have four days just doing that so it's, yeah i think it's gonna be a good change actually i, I think, think so too be i mean yeah i mean we're night owls but we're not super night owls like mm-hmm. we don't go to bed at four in the morning we go to bed about two if, yeah. I, if I got to go back, go to bed at one, no right. big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, and that's just how our natural bodies work. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm trying to get people to understand is that being a night owl doesn't mean you're lazy. There are a lot of undisciplined, lazy night owls, KB, but, uh, <laughs> but, but we're not one of them. Some people just, that's their natural schedule. You know, yeah. that's why I worked evenings as a chef. Mm-hmm. I was a night cook. I worked the dinner rush, Yeah, you know, exactly. and closing procedures mm-hmm. because I would much rather make be busy than just sit around being the lunch crew. Yeah. Sitting around waiting for a customer to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, if, exactly. I, if I got paid tips, I might prefer daytime. Well, actually, no, nighttime would be right, even better, be better because too. you'd be making yeah. money. But, mm-hmm. but I think that's the thing is I don't mind working hard, especially when time goes by fast. Do you think, yeah. do you feel like there's a, a, do you feel like you'll work harder because of it? Or do you think there's any, uh, because you were kind of telling me that, at first, that it was going to make you have to do cashiering a lot more. Speak that's on that. what well, that's what they initially mm-hmm. thought. But then when we sat down and looked at the schedule, it's not because the person I'm splitting it with does bookkeeping two days a week. Yeah, and then she'll do mm-hmm. customer service three days a week, and those will be my three days off. So yeah. I'll still get four days just doing it. So once we actually looked at it, it turned out I just will be doing the same thing, just different days and a little different time. absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely no i think it'll i think it'll be a good change um Mm -hmm. at the end of the day um uh, there's not a much of a utility anymore of me staying up past 3 a.m i as i get older i'm just getting going to bed earlier and earlier and i feel like that's gonna kind of work with our natural predilections as we get older to want to go to bed earlier anyway yeah and it won't be that much earlier and it's not that much earlier right Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, so really quickly, I wanted to go back to that uh, wealthy YouTubers versus homeless vets because that topic, uh, like I said, after a few days of getting over KB and his insane nonsense, I realized that I'm not going to let this break me. I'm not going to let people's destructive, awful behavior change me as a person, you know, and it's easy for people. I think that's the problem with like a lot of these people, these young people who 
either get bullied into killing themselves or or some of these crazy lunatics who end up wanting to go blast up their school or something at the end of the day Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, you know, uh, that's the problem is that we live in this big, scary, dangerous, quasi-insane world. Um, I think the the best way to handle it is to be sane mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind and decent. And yeah. it's hard to do that when you're young or when you're impressionable because you think that there's all these pressures ag- uh, you know, to, to be perfect or these pressures to have the same money or the same clothes. Everybody's trying to fit in. Everybody's trying to pass as cats, as they say. And at the end of the day, when you don't have a lot of money or you don't have the coolest car, or the coolest clothes, at the end of the day, uh, whether you like it or not, being young is hard because, it, you know, I've, I, I've talked about how growing up poor has uh, ostracized me from a certain bunch of people. But at the end of the day, you find out that they're the dickheads, not you. You're just trying to live your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why this brand is all about saying, hey, we live in a mobile home in rural Oregon. What of it? (laughs) We're coming straight from the trailer because I want (laughs) it to be real. I want you guys to see that, you know, not everybody has to have the big house and the perfect body and the perfect looks and all the perfect everything now does that mean i look in the mirror and go yuck i'm ugly no i like the way i look i'm getting a little bit older i'm getting tired of this gray having to you know dye the beard once in a while because it's not that i don't mind the gray it's just it hasn't gotten to that point yet where it's salt and peppery and all handsome looking (laughs) i'm not george clooney yet you know uh so i'm I'm, i'll dye it until it's homogenous now i'll be like salt and pepper okay check Mm -hmm. you know it's getting there yeah but I got this big old skunk patch in the front. It's like, good grief. <laughs> uh, you know, as you're gray, it doesn't all happen at once. It kind of happens gradually. Uh, but I wanted to get back to that is that over, after KB burned me, I was just kind of reeling over the fact that uh, there, we've had so many falling outs that were not caused by us. So many people just coming out of the woodwork to, to hate for what seems like no reason at all except that we're trying to do something good with our life. It's almost like there's a quasi-jealousy or a quasi... They get the wrong idea of who they think we're, we are. People think this is some kind of vanity project. Like, far from it. Talk on that, please. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, that's what it is. People just get an idea in their mind of who you are and what you're doing and... Yeah, it's just how they see you, whether it's true or not. Well, that's the problem is that when you when you know a lot of people online only, you know, that's the thing I always try to do for people online. When you meet people and you only know them as a virtual presence is you really got to remember that these are living, breathing people that have a heart, that have a pulse, that have feelings. And so at the end of the day, it gets exceedingly easy to forget that humans are people <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and i think there's just a lot of people that treat us out there like we're just a name or that we're just a online entity that we're just a bot we're a person and so they get weird about your desires to do things like what is my desire to make it in radio hurting anyone else (laughs) especially when we're trying to become a force for good at the end of the day i don't understand why people would feel so petty about that i don't know you know it's yeah it's just something that's in them it's wrong with them yeah 
It's pathological. I always say there's certain, like, you know, with KB, there's certain bad behaviors in people that are just pathological, meaning you can take the hillbilly out of the trailer. You don't always get take the trailer out of the hillbilly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's deeply ingrained in them. It's pathological, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But no, I just... I just mean to say that when it comes to YouTubers and people trying to make it as influencers, Instagram models, OnlyFans, I'm not against all of that because we're trying to make it as a radio personality brand to help people, to help empaths, to give people a sense of clarity and purpose in a world that's getting a little bit strange. So I think people are, are starting to see how weird the world is and starting to understand that it doesn't have to feel weird just because it is weird. In other words, some days I wake up and I just go, God, life is weird. And you get a case of the weirds and you get a case of the morbs, but then you get through it, right? And at the end of the day, there's certain things we can do to be more functional, more healthy, to have better health and better functionality. And that's why I run. I just I just picked up running again and I love it. I'm glad I'm back. It, I feel like my old self again. Mm-hmm. The anxiety is at bay. Uh, I'm sleeping a little bit better. I, I just feel less mental health snags when I have that constant uh, fitness in my life. And that's not to say that I love those people who are just constantly ramming their fitness down your throat. It's like, God, shut up. You don't have to work out that much, but you do have to do something for your health. It's cumulative. If you always do nothing and always eat poorly, guess what? You're going to have a net effect of poor health. But if you do things for your health, cumulatively, you can eat a piece of pizza and be fine. It's cumulative, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I just feel better and I'm in a good place right now. And that's why you know, this whole thing with KB, this whole thing with those gals on social media, some of the falling outs that I've had, I know they're unwarranted, but at the end of the day, you can't help but still feel some grief over it, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's just being Mm. a normal, compassionate, empathic human. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. And that's why we didn't feel anything. That would be a problem. Yeah. Well, that's why being an empath is especially hard because you're living as a hypersensitive in a world that is, you know, there's good people out there, but there's a whole lot of instigators. There's a whole lot of mm-hmm. shitheads doing shithead things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they think they're so fucking cool for school, but they're the ones that are going to fail because they don't have the moral or internal consistency to be a good person, yeah. to, to be consistent. Yep. You know? Exactly. Um, but I just can't get over this idea, though, that. That there's some vet sleeping under a bridge today who sacrificed his life for this country and now he's homeless. All the while, there's all these shallow trinket Instagrammers <clears throat> and YouTubers out there doing their little thing. You know, and, and, and it, you know, I've talked about this when it comes to Instagram and Instagram modeling. Hey, if it's helping women with their self esteem and that's what it's all about, or, or maybe it's paying the rent. <laughs> Or if it's paying for college, I'm all for those things. But it does feel like we're becoming a, sh- a shallow society of TikTok TikToker dummies. Speak on yeah. that. Well, it's always been that way. It's just Has TikTok it? is the newest iteration of it, I think. What was um, it in our day? <laughs> uh, magazines and 
MTV Vogue and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's always been the that way. Bitch just, syndrome. <laughs> yeah, and it, there yeah. just wasn't the opportunity for just normal people to be as involved mm-hmm. in it as there is today. And I think it's just society does not have its priorities straight. Well, it doesn't, and that's why sometimes the influencers don't have the right priorities because what we're trying to do is we're not trying to say, hey. We don't like capitalism, therefore shirk the system. No, we're saying that capitalism only works when we help build and grow the middle class. And that when we want to put our efforts into something, we want to put it into something that's going to endure, something that's going to make the world a better place. And the fact that we've all been sort of hornswoggled, as my old grandpa's term, (laughs) to be pretty much out of options you can go get a job at best buy or you can fuck off it's like no so i like that there is a third option which is becoming your own entrepreneur but at the end of the day you see a lot of people doing it that act like i don't know shitheads like that cryptocurrency asshole speak on that (laughs) that is a whole situation (laughs) It's but just, I, you know what I mean? But there's a lot yeah. of brand builders who are building brands who, frankly, don't deserve all the kudos. And they put themselves in a situation where they get very wealthy because they have some very specific skill about computers or tech or something. Um, but they don't necessarily are good people. And I feel like we're rewarding bad behavior too much. Talk about yeah, that. Well, it. It's always been that way. Yeah. And we do. And a lot of times... Free market capitalism. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes they get what's coming to them, like that crypto asshole. Right. He's in big trouble. Yeah, he is. Along with a lot of people he convinced to go along with him. A lot of celebrities that are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in on this. And now Now they're they're, they're being... Distancing themselves. Well, not even that, Hmm. but there are... Some of them could be implicated as part of... Because they're on commercials c- encouraging people to oh, to go wow. in on this stuff. Which so celebrities they, were th- were there? I don't, rem- I, there I don't remember. I, there was a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Larry David actually was in one of the commercials. Row, yeah. So there was quite a few that might be in trouble mm. because they were part of trying to get people to go in on it. Well, and, and I think they can just simply, impl- you know, the way they get away from implicating themselves is to say. I was duped too. Yeah. And they, they probably will be okay, but the yeah. main guy, no. But so sometimes, you know, they get what's coming to them and sometimes they don't. And that's why things are not always fair. Well, and that's that's what I mean when we talk about all this stuff is that I'm trying to get people to understand that being good, decent, homespun people is where it's at. But if you want to be, you know, you want to make money. There are going to be certain things that you have to do, but you don't have to become a shitty person in the process. That's why I just refuse to to bend to this idea that in order to make it as a comedian or a podcaster or a YouTuber, that I have to somehow sell out to the clickbait audience or sell out to this idea that, uh, you know, that I have to be shallow or that I have to stop caring and being a warm, caring person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you don't have to. And yeah. It's just a damn shame that we can't do more to make capitalism more compassionate. It's not... I just want guardrails. Like, if you had a yeah. two-year-old bowling, they're going to gutter ball every time. So, why, what do you do? You put those little inflatable gutter mm-hmm. balloons in there, and the little kid rolls the ball, and it goes bang, 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 and in about 17, 18 minutes, it goes... And hits the pin, right? Well, and that's the thing. We could do it. 
Yeah. But the people in charge don't want to because they're profiting off of it. So until well, we get the right people in the right positions. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem right now is that I'm not all in on Democrats. I think there's some that are doing good work. I think some are got their heart in the right place. But at the end of the day, you see a lot of the Republicans nowadays, just the cult of assholery, like good grief. And how this is supposed to help anybody is fucking ridiculous. And it's just becoming a cult of who can be more shocking, who can be more extreme. They all want to shoot things. And like, what what do you think that mentality is that they want to shoot everything like Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about, well, if if me and uh, Kevin McCarthy were in charge of the January 6th thing, we would have won. Like, bitch, you don't know special weapons and tactics, you dumb whore. Fucking, I'm a soldier. If I did it, you'd be in trouble. But these guys, they, they think and act like they're a bunch of highly trained soldiers. I was in the army. I was highly trained. I was, you know, doing this shit for a living. These people, they think because they got a couple guns in the closet that they're somehow these highly trained soldiers. And, 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 and that never mind the fact that they talk about, you know, essentially, you know, going against the grain of not only the law, but of, of what's right, I mean, they want to be anti-democracy candidates who happen to serve in Congress. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more retarded than that. Speak on that. I, they're just in it for themselves. They're in it for the attention, for whatever money they can bilk out of it. Yeah, That's all they care about. They don't care about their constituents or the country. Well, or- and the cumulative effect it has besides dumbing down our audience, dumbing down our culture and society, and frankly, dumbing down our democracy is that it's making it watered down because we have to come. We, we're trying to play chess with the pigeon that's shitting on the chessboard. And we're coming to the table saying, Hey, we could do all these great things, but we need you to vote on this stuff. And they're too busy being distracted by all the Trumpian nonsense it's not that I think Democrats are perfect. By far, they're not. But at the end of the day, at least they have an agenda to help. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. You know, it's just and people are too stupid to see what's actually going on. Well, and so how do we knowing that the world is full of shit and full of creeps? At the end of the day, we want to be good people. We want to align ourselves with being decent people. How must we process our emotions, our feelings to be a good person? In other words, I'm trying to make it as a podcaster, for example, and then I see some podcasters making it because they're being disingenuous. They're lying to their audience. They're buying bots. They're doing cutting corners. They're doing all these things not correct. And sometimes they're succeeding from it. So at the end of the day, what is the incentive for people to do the right thing always despite the fact that there are people cutting corners and doing the wrong things and being rewarded for it. What's the case to be made for being a good person? Because if you're a good person, that's how you have to live your life. If you tried to do things the way these other people do, you wouldn't be able to live with yourself. Yeah, You'd right. You'd feel it you every would, day. I, I, and, I sleep a lot better at night yeah. knowing that I do the right things, mm-hmm. that I don't have a bunch of baggage, that I don't have a bunch yeah. of creep things going on. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, and that's why we're trying to, you know, talk about politics and talk about the economy in a way that is uh, trying to be as nonpartisan as possible. But at the end of the day, where we're at in our culture, how can you not talk about how hateful it's becoming on the right? 
And then they always say something like, well, what about Hillary Clinton's emails? Like, good grief. Get a, get a grip. That was four years ago. And what Trump did was way worse. Like, I don't understand how they they play this game of both sidesism, whataboutism. And you're just like, how can you sit there and compare the two? They're not even in the same league, no, you know? They're not. Because they're <laughs> shit people and they're disingenuous. Right. And, but yeah. how do we how do we combat the fact that these people have platforms and audiences and that they can uh, trick and fool people. I mean, you see it every day. You do. But people that are the opposite also have platforms and just have to try to boost those people and make sure that more people see them than see the others. Well, getting to my, you know, I got over it, but the wealthy YouTubers, you know, I don't want to become wealthy at YouTube. I just want to do it for fun and do something good for the craft, the craft of making good videos, the craft of helping the paranormal field and the craft, frankly, of just being a fun loving person who can hopefully share his positivity and kindness with the world. And hopefully that gives people a sense of relief, knowing that there's people out there in the world doing it the right way. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to be. Um, but sometimes it gets discouraging because the people aren't coming. It's, you know, the, the build it and they will come and they're not coming. And you're like, you can't out flyers. You're doing everything you can. Come on, you guys. What's up? You know, uh, do you yeah. feel like we have to like become more edgy? Do we have to, do we have to become, you know, more cunning? Do we have to get uh, creepy? Do we have to resort to certain things in order to uh, win over our audience? I don't think so because when you're faking it and when you're trying to put on a show if it's if if your intention isn't to be over the top and be putting on a show it's going to come across as fake yeah and it's not going to come across as real and that's going to not attract people I well think. yeah and that's what this guy was saying the youtube expert it was saying that the vast majority of people that aren't growing it's because uh, you know something about their videos are off it could be something as you know they might have great thumbnails they might have okay videos but maybe their titles aren't right because there's a lot of titles that don't they're not explaining the video properly mm-hmm. you're like well, what is this or they talk about things that people aren't aren't interested in how do you feel we can make goodness and kindness and decency and uh, the paranormal and past stuff relevant and new and fresh and hip for audience. I think just put it out there and be ourselves and hope it sticks with people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess I'm always looking for the angle. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's exactly it. I just want to be myself and be a good person and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, But, but I do get uptight as of, vet myself that there are people uh, who seem to be succeeding in this world where the vast majority of people who sacrifice their life for oh i know are, are getting nowhere and it's i just absolutely ridiculous and that's why i want to fix the economy in a way mm-hmm. that's you know yes still free market socialism where necessary where where people can't seek to profit on things like human lives and human suffering they can't profit on human suffering where they can only profit on things that are just and right, and that guardrails are in place to make sure that corporations and the elite don't take advantage of the average people, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, absolutely. Call me crazy. Just, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, changing directions just a little bit, we got a couple more topics and we're out of here, but I wanted to talk quickly about the new Avatar movie coming out. Um, you know... 
it was a long time coming. It's been like 12, 13 years since the first Avatar. We decided to go ahead and watch, rewatch the original extended version. And um, I mean, the whole point of that movie really is that human beings just love exploiting every resource they can for capitalistic gain. Mm-hmm. But a lot yeah. of people thought that the movie was too heavy-handed, that it was too hippy-dippy or something like that. I, I thought it struck a great balance, though, because what oh, it was yeah. showing is that, you know, imagine we go to this planet and we just take all our machines and all our weapons and we, 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 we say that it's a scientific thing, that it's an anthropological thing, that we just want to learn about your culture. And then, uh, you know, eventually, you know, we get bored and tired of your hippie tribal shit and we decide to kill your trees you well, know oh because oh you've got something under the ground that we can use so unobtainium screw you. Right. it's your planet but you know yeah it, it belongs to us and now. It, well and a lot of people when that came out i think you know the right wingers and all the military folks were like eh, you know and then all the kind of hippie liberals were like yeah <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i was in the army so i, I see both sides but that's what made the story kind of good is the fact that this guy was a former Marine. And then by the end, he was like Mr. Hippy Dippy. He sided with the side that is on the moral right. Mm-hmm. And I and I like that as a story. Um, what do you think about uh, the new movie coming up? We're going to go watch it this week. Um, but what do you think? Is there more story to tell? Uh, to talk about James Cameron. Why is he trying to die on this hill? Why is this his passion project? Is he just oh. a gigantic hippie at heart or what? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's just his thing. And it's his. Mm-hmm. he just loves making movies and he wants it to be his vision and as perfect as it can be. And he wants it to have a message and... He's got the money and the time to do it, so why, why the hell not? not? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why I like it because mm-hmm. it's a spectacle. It's not like other yeah. movies where you go in and go, "Well, I don't like the way this happened. I don't like the way that happened." Well, good for you. This is the way he wanted it. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I mean, when we put the disc in, I went to go change the sound to adjust the sound settings, and it says. Uh, James Cameron would prefer that you not do this, this, and this. If you could just do this and this and this. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> you know, like you get 5.1 or you get 2.1 and yeah. that's what you get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because he wanted you to have this very specific experience that's up to his par, that's up to snuff of his standards. And I yeah. was like, good for you, dude. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, no, I, I, I do feel like, though, that. You know the old song, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding? I think that was Elvis Costello. But yeah. the point is, is that what? why do people seem to get like weirded out or scoff at the idea of love, friendship, kinship, and good things? And that's the problem with, I think, the liberals, is that liberalism always looks weak or flaccid. Like, we just, we just seem to admire power and strength but at the end of the day i don't see anything powerful about being a dick yeah it's just a weird mindset it's like we've talked about before like the rugged individualism and the the strength in being an individualist and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's weak to to care about other people or it's weak to share the burden yeah to help each other it's so weird i don't understand it it's and and i'm not some like gigantic hippie socialist 
I wish I could be, but living in capitalism, we have to live with certain realities. And so I'm fine with capitalism just so long as it's building, rebuilding and growing the middle class and that corporations pay their fair share and that they don't have all the, uh, the laws working in their favor to exploit us and to exploit our earth. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Avatar is all about at the end of the day. Yeah, it's about it saying, hey, where do we draw the line? You know, I, I wrote something the other day, and I kind of talked about Avatar, and I said that Star Trek is trying to show where we could go with materialism and technology if if we you know if we're going to be a technologically advanced society with materialism, this is where it could be at its best, at its most ideal. Star Trek, whereas Avatar is saying. Why on earth do we need all this shit in the first place? Why couldn't we have just simply evolved into more tribal beings that had a more spiritual connection to the earth and each mm-hmm. other? And yeah. people think that's some great hippie thing, but we didn't necessarily have to advance into this technological warmongers that we've become. We could have just become tribal people with a, with a very advanced social and spiritual advancement rather mm-hmm. than technological. Speak on that. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's two sides of the same coin, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I don't, I don't see our society going either direction. So. Right. I don't know. They're yeah. just, they're, yeah, like, they're just different versions of a, a society that works for everyone. Well, you know, I get discouraged by it too, you know. And the thing is, that keeps me encouraged is, um, A, a sense of purpose and comfort in my own life. And B, that, there is as much um, cooperation and, I mean, as much chaos there is in the world and as much corruption and brutality that there is in the world, we kind of got this, it's pretty good. Our laws mm-hmm. and systems work okay. Are they perfect? Far from it. But at the end of the day, I mean, the fact that hordes of ninjas aren't raiding our house as we speak uh, kind of is a testament to the fact that viking marauders aren't aren't gonna come and kill you in the night yeah and that speaks on the goodness of our yeah, society and things can evolve and i don't know why this made me think of it but like we're I, that thing i was showing the other day with the our police department in town Mm-hmm. Like they did a shop with the cop day and the, yeah. the kids got to go to, I think it was Walmart and get Christmas presents. And a lot of the, the guys put in their own money and someone in the comments said that 30 years ago, this used to be the most corrupt police department wow. in Oregon. I would not have guessed that. in like one of the worst in the country. Wow. And now they're like involved in the community. Far from perfect. Right. But. They're involved in the community. They're involved in helping people. Well, and it just shows that things can evolve for the better. Well, one even of my, in a place like this. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's why we fight. You know, when you look at the way, for example, uh, how um, uh, Jesus Christ, you look at the way Iraq is today. You, if you look at pictures from the seventies of Iraq mm-hmm. when it was still Persia. There was women swimming in bikinis. There was a freedom and a, and a lightness about it. And then it got taken over by radical extremists and, and, and uh, religious zealots and terrorists. And so that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that when a movement takes hold, it can make us go backwards. And that's why we fight against Nazis, Kanye. That's why we fight against 
tyranny and autocratic uh, oppression because at the end of the day corporations and powerful people and wealthy people have to be put in check not because we don't believe in freedom but because we believe in freedom to be owned and ruled by the liege of a bunch of corrupt politicians or a bunch of corrupt capitalists that don't know where the fucking line should be and so at the end of the day the fact that we have to still teach this lesson in the year 2022 is like good grief you know i know it's things are going backwards in some ways and it's just well it's weird but i want this to end on a positive note Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day, I mean, we're going to go see Avatar 2, and we're going to have fun, and it's just a good movie to think about the ethical quandaries of the human species. I, I think very few people know how to get out of their own head and think bigger and broader. Yeah. And the reason why I do it so much is because my human, my little human needs are boring to me. Like, I think about a greater world i think about advancements i think about living in star trek i walk around in star trek clothes and i'm a fucking dork i know it but i do it because it helps keep me in line with what's good about humanity what's good about people and so if there's anything good to be said about where we're going in capitalism uh talk about the silver lining if there is one well one silver lining Again, I think I've mentioned it before, but with this last midterm election, so many young people came out. Yeah. And even though a lot of the younger generation are kind of derpy and don't know what's <laughs> going on. We all were, and, though. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, can't you know. get away from their <laughs> video games or whatever. There's a yeah. lot of young people that are very involved and they want the future that they want. Well, and you know, you know, working well, to change that. Yeah. See, like we were raised where things were pretty good and then. I think what happened is in the 90s, people were, that were born in the 90s, a lot of my friends were born in the 90s and the early 2000s, is that they were raised to know that their futures were sold out from underneath them, that the middle class was gone, that there wasn't a lot of good options, good jobs, that the cost of living is getting outrageous, that colleges are unsustainably expensive. And so it can get very discouraging, but because they were raised... In all that, uh, they've had to grow, they've grown protective, they've grown self-centered, not necessarily selfish, Mm -hmm. but self-centric in the sense that they have to guard their own hearts, that they have to guard themselves from the dangers. And I think that's the difference in the sense that, yeah, we were young people in the 90s too, so we were all over the the nihilistic uh, emo movement, but it also, but we also got to see some of the heyday when there was a middle class and mm-hmm. when there was yeah. Democrats and Republicans who could get along. I don't even think these younger kids have seen that. No, they haven't. You know, no, not at all. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think um, the future holds? What can we do? I mean, as citizens, I mean, yes, vote and all that, but I mean, What is the right mentality to have when it comes to just keeping our cheerful hat on and not being um, constantly barraged and bombarded by negative people? The KBs of the world, the fucking idiots of the world are just always trying to rain on our fucking parade. Mm -hmm. How do we stay positive all the time? I mean, not every second of every day, but I mean, how do we arrive again and again and again as we get older, knowing what we know? How do we arrive in a place of goodness and kindness where we want to share our joys and not just reap all the benefits and say, fuck everybody else? Well, you have to 
you know, for every KB, there's a Kelly. Yeah. For every asshole customer, there's one paying for the person in front of them yeah. that couldn't afford something. Right. And you just, right. you see those things happen and you just do you feel remember like, them. And Yeah. Do you feel like that's equal? Do you feel like there's just as many good people as are bad? It depends on the day, I think. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, mean, I yeah, feel like, yeah. No. And sometimes I feel like, no. It's right. Just- right. Well, you know, the thing for me is, is like, um, is it tit for tat? Is there an equal amount of good people versus bad? And I think there is. But, you know, I think about like they say to a woman, if you want somebody to help you because you're being violently sexually assaulted to not yell rape or help, but to yell fire. Self-interest is involved. The fact that you're having to appeal to people's right. self-interest. And that's what they say in writing, too, is that don't write about yourself. Don't talk about yourself. Write about what you can do to help your audience. And that feels like, okay, because I do think that people want to learn and grow and better themselves. And that's why they come to podcasts and they go to YouTube because they want to learn and grow as people. And I think that's fine. But is there... Can we appeal to people in a way where we can have our own needs met as well as their needs as well? Because, like, I don't want to become the YouTuber that's just trying to only help them without helping myself. Like, is it mm-hmm. is it wrong to help yourself anymore? No, not at all. I mean, yeah. there's a little bit of selfishness and the right type of selfishness is absolutely self-care, okay. For self-care. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that doesn't mean that you're ignoring everybody else. It's like the whole, you know, you have to take care of yourself first. Like if an airplane's going down, you put your mask on first, so you can help other people. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself in order to be there and healthy to help other people. Absolutely. You just I, have to kind of look at the big picture. and. Absolutely. I agree. So I wanted to tell people about what's going to be happening uh, in January. We might extend it to February, but uh, don't be uh, alarmed. Don't uh, despair. We're not going anywhere, but I'm trying to retool the brand because we're trying to keep up with the times. The times are changing. uh, Technologies change. The way people consume information changes. And so we're trying to maximize how we come out and how we give you information because a lot of people just don't want to listen to an hour and a half podcast. I myself love it, but there are those people who either don't have time or don't have the attention span to do it. And so I want to drop little truth bombs and nuggets and wisdom bombs and things. And that's what the short form uh, podcast will be. Uh, I've got a couple names in contention, but we haven't yet come up with a name. What do you think about this? So, for the short-form podcast, I'm thinking of Chef Bry's Hot Cakes Hot Takes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I just want them to be little little five to ten minute right. little nuggets yeah. of mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. That are exactly. helpful and useful for people. Mm-hmm. You know. And you always got to incorporate food, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chef Bry comedy, you know. Right, right. Uh And then, so yeah, so look out for that. Look out for the YouTube channel. We're going to be doing movie reviews, paranormal television reviews, but we're not doing it just to be ghost enthusiasts. We want to better the field. We want to be legit. We want to come correct. That's what this is always about. Um, But at the end of the day, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get people to care. It's hard to get people to know what you're all about. And, and, And frankly, if people don't have the attention span or the intellect, they just tune out. So I don't want to have to lower the quality of our intellectual property to pander to the lowest common denominator, you know? No. I want to keep it high and make people rise up to us, not have us 
lower ourselves to them because mm-hmm. I do feel like we have a very smart audience out there and I want yeah. to keep it consistently good for them. Yeah, definitely. Since we got about five minutes left, Christmas, 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 <laughs> Christmas, 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 Christmas. So, so Rebecca and I, you know, that Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas song is you, you know, uh, it's everywhere. It's on TV. It's everywhere. And so <laughs> as a joke, I just kind of like hum it to myself and then it just kind of morphed into this. Just saying Christmas, 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 Christmas. And so it's become this thing. But I really quick, I just want to talk about Christmas, December 2022. Uh, what do you think about Christmas this time of year in these times? Put it in perspective mm-hmm. for our audience. Well, I've just always mm. loved Christmas. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up poor, it was never a huge, like, as far as presents and things, it was never huge that way. But we always, you know, we had a tree and we decorated and we baked and we, it was simple. It was simple good, and it was just, easy times. And, yeah, simpler. And it just had that feeling to it. And I've just managed to keep that with me. Yeah. Ever since. So have I. So have I. You know, um, you know, a lot of people think that atheists don't celebrate Christmas, but my friend Craig's atheist and he. He Christmases it up like a motherfucker, right? you know. And um, and then I, I, of course, I'm a part of the atheist community. And there's people like Seth Andrews, who like, yeah, I have a fucking Christmas tree. Are you crazy? Like, well, exactly. All atheists celebrate Christmas. Speak on that. Well, for one, most of the traditions are from pagan things, and Santa I mean, has nothing to do with Jesus anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> and if if Jesus mm. actually, actually existed, they've deducted that his birthday would be in like march or something yeah so it's just that summertime christianity has kind of retconned all this stuff and tried to turn it into their own thing but it's really it that's not jesus is not the reason for the season (laughs) (laughs) well and and whether it is for you or not that's fine you know to each their own um but at the end of the day i do it for the celebration of family Mm -hmm. festivity goodness and kindness and gift giving is a is sort of a that's that's our that's you know how we talk about ritual it's mm-hmm. our ritual of giving the ritual yeah. of giving makes us feel good and yeah. i love giving it's more fun. than receiving yeah me too yeah. i love it i was gonna tell you the story about how in high school or in junior high school we had this um a chameleon and i'll just tell it again screw it but i <laughs> I told it last year, last Christmas on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. So, my, we had a teacher named Mrs. Barnhart, and it was science class, and we had a chameleon. And he was a cute little guy. I can't remember his name, but he was, you know, pretty big guy, but he, he lived in this terrarium, and every class, he could hang out with the students, so long as you were good to him, don't feed him weird shit, it was fine. And um, back in the day where you didn't have to worry about people giving him drugs or something. <laughs> 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 but um so uh, my friend you know every weekend uh th- this guy this little critter would go home with uh, a student and he'd live there for the weekend and then during the week he'd live at the school and that was he was our school mascot frankly and um my friend craig he got uh this little guy for the christmas holiday which was like two weeks off mm-hmm. and so i i you know being christmas time we're out of school i'd go over there every day and so every day we would feed him and you know this and that and i remember one day i came over and i'm like hey i can't remember his name god i wish i could remember his name but he's all i'm like hey where's chameleon and he's all guess 
I'm like, oh. I look up at the Christmas tree. He was at the top. <laughs> He's just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and it was so funny. But it just, Christmas for me is about celebrating friendship, celebrating yeah. a better, kinder times, um, and uh, never losing that part of you that is giving, that's caring, that's loving. And I just feel like just because the world is trying to celebrate like coldness and shallowness and screw everybody, you know, uh, no, I think Mm -hmm. there's some, I think the spirit of family and the spirit of love is still out there. And I just refuse to give Mm -hmm. in to this idea that we have to become these like robotic a-holes and cut each other all the time to succeed. I I just refuse to buy into that. Yeah, I agree. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just celebrating all of that. Yeah. And for the most part, it it does feel different. Like, you know, there's always the assholes at holiday time just because they get stressed and then they take it out on everybody else. Right. In general, it's just a different feel and people seem to be kinder to each other and why we can't just carry that out throughout the rest of the year i don't know oh yeah you know how i talk about how mondays are energetically weird for me because you can sense everybody going back to work and the anxieties Mm -hmm. and then that anxiety kind of festers into yourself i don't know why that is it's so weird but this monday i woke up expecting that i call it this sort of like hangover on top of a frustration migraine is what i called it Mm -hmm. energetically speaking um, and then it kind of goes away as the day progresses. But uh, this Monday, I woke up with a feeling of snow day. It felt energetically right. yeah. like a snow day because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are off. And when yeah. even the, if well, they're Monday not off. Monday was actually the first day of kids' uh, winter break. Maybe that's one. why I felt good yeah. because I could sense it. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't read the news I read articles, but I don't read about local stuff that much. So that's funny that I would feel this yeah. sense of relief and festivity mm-hmm. and uh, on a day that I usually don't. And um, and that's yeah. the weird thing about being an empath is that, yeah, I know this is hard to swallow sometimes, but it's true. We feel things. We vibe around what's around us. And, that, and the whole point of the show, the whole point of Christmas, the whole point of being a good person is that people out there are suffering. Why can't we fucking help? Good God. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what I liked about Avatar is that we're talking about a communal spirit of empath, being an empath tribe, of being spiritual brothers and sisters to help one another. Who cares if you have a penis or a vagina? Who cares if you have blue skin, brown skin, black skin, or green skin, or white skin? At the end of the day, what it ma- what matters is the content of our character, what the content yeah. of our heart. And yes, yeah. occasionally there are going to be the KBs of the world who are going to fuck you over. But I just, I've refused to believe that the world is all hateful. Yes, it's being led down a path of corporate servitude and and capitalistic um just supremacy there's a lot of cutthroat people out there but i don't think they make up the majority speak on that i don't and they're always the loudest so they get the most attention and it makes it feel like there's more of them yeah but i don't think there are i agree you're right i agree that's what I have. That's everything for the show today. I just wanted to kind of come back, say hi, talk about, you know, the way I've been feeling mentally about, uh, you know, Christmas time always is always bittersweet because it reminds you of people who have passed, like my grandparents. It reminds us of our little kitties, Annabelle and Abby, who, who we lost in 2019. It 
it makes you realize that your family is, you know, 900 miles away. And all these things are always bittersweet. And that's the problem with getting older is that getting older is bittersweet. But with that being said, um, some of the best flavors are bittersweet. So, hey, yeah, as a chef, true. I've learned to appreciate bittersweet, you know, bittersweet yeah. chocolate, a yeah. little bit of sweet, a little bit of bitter. It's good. And so... At the end of the day, I mean, that's what I want this show to be is I don't want to sugarcoat everything for you. Sometimes th- some things are just downright awful and we have to talk about it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean it has to change us as people. It doesn't mean that we have to become a-holes just because the vast majority of people out there are too young or too impressionable or too weak, frankly, to understand the power and the strength of kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yep. So... Got anything more to say for us, baby? Not really. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking forward to you opening your presents. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm looking forward to you opening yours as well, because I love giving this time of year. It's fun. I do too. And uh, yeah, all our Christmas shopping is just about done. Uh, There's, I might get one more thing for Idris, because I did buy her thing. It got there today. I can't say what, because she might go and listen to the show for once. She already opened it, remember? She oh, that's was, right. She that's right. It was she her opened. grandkids' present. So she was like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here, his present's here. And that's like, oh, right. That's for me. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we got her a Google TV platform, you know, because she's running out of room on her television. She has one of the smart TVs that have the apps in it, and it all filled up with space. So she's like, I don't, I can't download any more apps. So I'm like, here. <laughs> so we bought her a Google TV. Um, and that way she can just plug it in and go to town. But yeah, yeah you know. At the end of the day, I just want to be myself. I'm getting too old to be putting on airs. I'm getting too old to feel like I have to like always act positive or always act a certain way. Like if certain people don't like me, there's the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Yeah. No no anger, no malice, just we're not going to get along with everybody. At the end of the day, you got to be yourself. You got to be your true unbridled self and yeah. I'm a little bit of an Anthony Bourdain. I'm a worldly, sardonic, temperamental motherfucker sometimes. Why? Because life is frustrating. Because the world is sickening. But you gotta latch on to something good, wholesome, and pure in this world. And just never let go. Yeah, you do. You know? For sure. So, thank you, babe. A good show. What do you think uh, about the new season to come? Do you feel like, are you ready for it? Are you intimidated by what we're going to do? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm not ready. <clears throat> why? And I'm a little intimidated. Yeah, why is that? Just being on camera is weird. It it's is. It's going to be weird for me. It and is. Maybe I'm we- going to have to, like, take a shower and put makeup on instead <laughs> of just sitting here in my PJs. And- right. <laughs> I know. I do. I broadcast the show wearing my clothes I slept in. I'm like, look it. Um, I'm going to actually have to start looking better. And yeah. What, and, and the thing is, is that it comes a time for everybody where it's time to like get be- busy getting better or get busy stagnating. And I'm at that yeah. point where I know I have to better the brand, better myself and, and work harder. And, and I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. ready to do it. But do I feel totally great about like showing my face on the camera when i'm a radio guy i don't really like it because i it, it exposes you in a way that this doesn't and i not i'm not ready for that yeah i'm not ready for the haters drinking their yeah. haterade but i think it'll be fun i mean the ideas yeah. we have with, as far as the talking about the tv shows because we talk about them amongst ourselves so it'll yeah. just be kind of fun to 
share that. Well, with- exactly. I thought we can kind of uh, lend people an understanding of where are these paranormal TV shows are going, and are they worth their weight in salt? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they contributing to the? the 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 field or are they just exploiting the field and that's mm-hmm. why we'll talk about it good bad and ugly and we'll assign different criteria that we all have for it but yeah at the end of the day i just i don't do a lot of shows about ghosts anymore because i've said it all there's not much more to be said and we will try to pepper in some shows about cryptids and about the paranormal but at the end of the day it's better to see the paranormal than to just hear about it mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure. And I didn't want to become some hokey channel just telling ghost stories. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, babe. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. You guys. Yeah. This is not a perfect world. I, I've never said that it was. Um, but it's a world worth trying in. It's a world worth caring about each other. And it's a world where we should try to share the love and share the burden together uh, uh lift the weight off each other's back and try to be a better person and if if you're getting discouraged by all the haters drinking their haterade hey i get it because i get there too but that's the why i share these stories because i want you to guys to see that i'm not always the eternal optimist it's just that i refuse to let other people's shallow bullshit get in the way of my epic giant loveliness that is my brand i'm 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 gonna grow and make this as awesome and strong and beautiful and and loving and caring and kind as i can make it be damned the consequences be damned the haters Mm -hmm. you know that's what it's all about yeah it is anyways thank you babe welcome and thank you guys we will be back in sometime in january possibly february I'm feeling like reluctant. I have to, I, I know video editing, that part I have down. I know what we're going to write about. I'm, I'm set solid on that. Um, there's a couple little techniques I need to learn that I have to brush up on. Um, and then I have to learn title cards. Like now that we're in a visual medium, I have to have title cards and mm-hmm. credits and things. I have to figure out how to do that. I think I have a program that'll do it for me. Where I don't have to spend a lot of money, but. I got to learn some things, <laughs> but you know, that's the problem. Not, not the problem, but that's the thing about life is that if we're not uh, growing, we're slowing. And at the end of the day, even I have to recognize when it's time to change, to modify, to get better. And yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So yes, you guys sir. have a wonderful Christmas time. You're, you want to end on the song? You want to end on some Mariah Carey? <laughs> oh Let's do it. Let's end on it. Bye, you guys. We love you. We'll Bye. see you next season. Season five. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Bye, you guys. Bye. Woo.